0: from Affirm Films, the studio that brought you Miracles from Heaven comes 5000 Blankets. A woman and her young son Philip set out to find his missing father on the streets, sparking a movement that inspires a city. There are over 5 Thousand homeless souls in this city alone. So it is Philip's wish to reach each and every one of them with a comforting gesture. Inspired by a true story, five thousand blankets. In theaters for two nights only, December twelfth and thirteenth. Rated PG thirteen. May be inappropriate for children under thirteen. More information is available at five thousand blankets Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered
1: at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like
0: to homeschool in real life.
2: Hey, Kendra. Yes, Fletcher. Do you remember last summer?
0: Yeah, uh, vaguely, yes. We had
2: the 1970s summer?
0: That's right, we sure did.
2: We just celebrated Big time in one day.
0: Oh, that's right. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra.
2: We want to welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, episode one hundred and forty one. The Homeschool Working Mom.
0: Yes, we've got Did a say great that, right? one. You said it exactly right. Not the working the, homeschool the, mom. The, no, it's the working homeschool mom. Oh. <laughs>
2: that's slick yeah yeah Hmm. um we're professionals um, we're not professionals we're two people with microphones that like know how to have an internet connection and put things online correct people if you think we're anything more than that you need to lower your expectations there's a studio and they have like six thousand dollar microphones and you know Uh, that's like a soundproof room oh my goodness if i could show you what i'm looking at around the room right now i've got a dental office i've got look right here Pork beef jerky sitting right here on my desk. Look at that. That's, <laughs> that's the kind of studio we're in right now. Hey, uh, so I was saying uh, 70s. Yes,
0: the 70s summer. Yeah. Back to that. So mm-hmm.
2: um, our son just had a birthday.
0: Yes. Christian. The big one zero. Double digits. So <gasps> Fletch, our seventh child is 10.
2: I know. We're, we're getting we closer are really and old. <laughs> closer. We're getting closer and closer to launching everyone. Except for probably Mighty Joe. But anyhow, <laughs> um, so we this was his birthday. Um, Donuts. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, give the kids a ton of sugar first thing in the morning. Have yeah, you so ever listened to these Jim boys, again, you know. about um, fried bread? No. <laughs> he goes, eat fried bread? No. <laughs> eat a donut? Oh, yes. Love one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Like fried bread so, and sugar. Um, the, the You had these little boys yeah. in the garage.
2: Brought them over to the garage. First thing we in had the morning. The, the first thing. Wake up. Come over to the Fletcher's garage. We're having donuts. And then we made rubber band guns. Yeah.
0: So I explain like, to me <laughs> the logic behind Fill them with sugar and then give them
2: give them weaponry. Yes, rubber band guns aren't going to do much. Actually, the accuracy of a rubber band gun is horrible. (laughs) You could be five feet away and shoot a rubber band gun, and the rubber band would totally miss the person. That's why I love them so much. The only thing I'm not going to like about them is the cleanup of rubber bands all over our yard. Yes. Um. Did you you think through that lighting fixtures like up high (laughs) things you have to like get anyhow? So um, we need
0: biodegradable rubber bands. that's lame.
2: When I <laughs> was, insane. um when I was a little boy, my dad made me two rubber band guns, a long one, like, and both pistols. And they're so simple, they're just like cut out gun shapes, mm. and then a clothespin, mm-hmm. and then, I'm not, they're, okay, let me, let me start. If you search rubber band gun online, you're gonna find a whole bunch of homeschool nerds who have like made actual weaponry. I'm sorry if I've offended you. God, be offended. I'm, you know what? It's simple. You cut out a gun shape. You put a, a clothespin. <laughs> you shoot one rubber band at a you
0: time. You sound like an old man. No.
2: You look at some of these. You go to like a homeschool convention. Like, oh, this is a multiple repeater uh, rubber band gun. It shoots 20. Okay. I don't want to go up against a kid that does that. Like, I just want a rubber what band gun. What fun is that? And if it breaks, you cut out a new one and you spray paint it, camouflage. You just, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. You're I just, a purist. I offended people. That's the. Thing. I did. I just offended you. You people who are doing this and like you. Go. You need to Pinterest go back and copies. listen
0: to the episode called the, "How the Gospel Makes Us Unoffendable." Yeah, I don't know. I just. <laughs> I, I've seen
2: these things and like my kids go nuts and they seem like, oh look at that thing. You can make a machine gun or a band gun. I'm not buying it. I'm not getting <laughs> it.
0: You're getting a now, piece of wood. you sound like George Costanza.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. This is a show. So far, this has, a show has been nothing. a show about nothing. Yeah, That's what we've done. So, people, um, we had rubber band guns, donuts. Man, it was awesome. <laughs> Best birthday ever. And All right. the happiest boys across the neighborhood.
0: You're right about the 1970s things because this was a pretty darn simple birthday yep. party. And, in fact, when I sent the text to every mom with a link to the Evite... <laughs> I said, I am the loser mom with the birthday evites. <laughs> so it was, this was about as simple as it could get. I mean, seriously, it involved a donut run and you just gathering some supplies. Yep. And that was it. These I boys had the a guns. ball. It was so easy. Okay. There were no favors. There were no, and no. they had a ball.
2: Go out, have fun, shoot each other. Okay. So how's that for fluff? Good. This is a show about nothing. Now homeschool moms. We're talking to you today. Um, I want to get a side hustle. I want to run something. I want to do a Pinterest company. I want to sell
0: Pinterest company, Etsy. Etsy, 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 Etsy store. Sorry. That's I don't one. know
2: all your fancy terms. It's okay. Um, but I'm going to run some some simple or, Hey, um, honey, the budget is broken. You need to work. You were trained to be this. Mm-hmm. You've, you've been doing homeschooling, momming, but I need you to go back to work to help our budget or yeah. dad's injured you need mm-hmm. to go back to work or yeah. dad. There died are so many variables
0: here that yeah. I don't think we go into homeschooling thinking will happen to us. And then lo and behold, it does. Um, or just simply finding a little side hustle like we, t- we talk about and, and it gives you that extra ability to do something for your family. Or, um, I have a friend who is in an MLM and she has been able to take her husband to dinner yeah. and do some things like cool. that. And it's provided her some actual business training. And she's really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, it fed her soul that way. So,
2: so, uh, we did what we do best. We got Jimmy Landley on the phone. She's a homeschooling mom who has been employed uh, for quite a while. Yeah. And, uh, we talked to her about that. We, and she had some great insight. Oh, this is a
0: really good interview. If you're thinking about starting up a side hustle. Yeah. I think we've said that 10 times now. Um, but if you're thinking of doing that, if you need to have work behind you somehow, um, as the mom, then I think her tips are great.
2: And you just gave me the song for this episode. Oh, I did. Yeah. Excellent. I'm going to play the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to ahead and we'll be right back. All right. Before we talk to Jimmy, um, I want to tell you again about Caroline's Coffee. It's you our You
0: need to talk about Caroline's Coffee because if moms are going to be working and homeschooling,
2: <laughs> coffee is the deal. They're going to need a mug. You know, um, Caroline's Coffee has been a great sponsor for over a year of uh, longer of this show. Um, and you need to check out their coffee. It's really good. Caroline'sCoffee.com. You can use our code HIRL. You get 10% off. Trace Fike is a real human being. Holly Fike is a real human being. They roast the coffee in Grass Valley, California, in the shade of the mighty Sierra Nevadas. Oh, that
0: sounds Lovely. It has, is lovely so tell our listeners then what is what should they start
2: with you should head on over um you can people have been emailing me and asking me all the time you know what everything start with a mild roast a mild to medium roast It's loaded with caffeine people which is what homeschoolers need and um i would start with an ethiopian that's my, my recommendation du jour okay lie. perfect all right 10 percent off and use our code hirl carolinescoffee.com head on over
0: We are on the line today with Jimmy Lanley and Jimmy has been a working and homeschooling mom for a lot of years. We're going to get into that discussion with her in a bit, but you can find her at homeschool.marketing. She is a specialist in homeschool marketing. So welcome, Jimmy, and we, we need to talk about that.
2: We are super excited you're here because, uh, this is a topic we've been asked about, um, homeschooling moms who work. We'll get to the marketing thing, Kendra.
0: Just okay. Hold yeah. on. Hold. Well, I'm, I think our listeners probably are curious about what does that mean to, to market to homeschoolers, but that's part of our whole discussion on working and homeschooling. And Jimmy, tell us how long have you been homeschooling?
1: Uh, my daughter is about to be 18. And so, you know, I've been homeschooling for about 18 years.
2: Wow. The whole time. So you've gone from preschool. No, probably, you know, the thing with homeschool moms, you do it from birth. Right. That's really, because right. you're teaching people how to eat and drink and get dressed. Yeah. So <laughs> that's right. everybody's a homeschool mom initially. That's right. <laughs> um, and so your daughter is getting ready to graduate this year.
1: Yes, that's right. I have one child and so she's, you know, nearly 18 and we're definitely
2: counting down the days to college and all that. So the question uh, that is out there is how long have you been homeschooling and a working mom? You
1: know, I've always worked uh, when my daughter was about eight weeks old. I put her in a daycare and went back to teaching. That was very painful, but I've always worked. And even when I stopped with my regular kind of, you know, nine to five job, um, I've always worked in some capacity. It has changed over the years, but uh, I've always worked. So I've never, uh, even though I've been a stay at home mom, I have worked at home or worked in some kind of capacity at all times.
0: Jimmy, I think a lot of moms um, you know, who have these little ones or who are thinking about school and they, they have a career or they need to work for one reason or another are not thinking homeschooling. So how, how did you get to that and say, I could do this. I could realistically work full time and homeschool my daughter.
1: Well, I will say that, uh, for me, it was a progression and I think it is very challenging to already be working full time and then add homeschooling on top of that. I know there are people who do it. I, that is not my situation. So uh, my situation was that I, homeschooling was the priority for me once I made that choice, once my daughter was at that age. And the work was something I fit in around it. Then as the years have gone on and as my daughter became more independent in her learning, my work would also ramp up in comparison. So that obviously when you have a senior in high school, you're not spending a lot of time with them in their actual education aside from, you know, paying for things, you know, and right. maybe driving them around to classes uh, before they can drive or have a vehicle. So. Uh, it's just, it's just, uh, changed. That proportion has changed. And that's what I encourage young moms to do. I hear, sometimes I'll talk to a young mom and, you know, she may have two or three or four kids and she's really stressed about how to homeschool and work. And I think you have to be realistic. If you have a lot of little children, I don't see how it's going to be possible for you to work full time and homeschool them. Or even just, you know, be a stay-at-home mom. I don't really see how that's possible. Um, so I think you need to be realistic and realize that parenting, homeschooling, tending to my home is going to take a precedence, and then I'll try to fit in work. So you may start out working ten hours a week, and then over time you may be able to bump that up. But again, I have one child, so it was a very linear process. I would imagine if you have three or four kids, that is going to change a lot over the years as your kids' needs change as well.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, we're a bit on a spectrum here in this conversation because we're going to have the moms who just, you know, I'm going to use the term quiverful amount of kids. Right. You know, uh, the Kendra Fletchers that have eight kids. And just getting out of bed and breathing every day (laughs) is, that's my accomplishment from the day. And then even when we're talking work, we're, we're using a really general term here because there can be little cottage industries, you know, I, I do this little side hustle, like Kendra calls it, or all the way to, you know what? I'm the VP of marketing and sales down at our local credit union. And I'm also trying to homeschool my kids along the way. So huge spectrum here that we're trying to talk about today. But I think let's, let's talk more about the mom maybe now that's homeschooling or the family that's homeschooling and there is a need at home, a financial need. These are not hope shifters. Right, right. You know, they're not trying to buy the newest ski boat or the vacation rental. They just, to make ends meet. Yeah. They need some income and mom has a skill set that maybe she learned in college and she wants to go back to school and she's been homeschooling. There are going to be some challenges with that. I think Jimmy just shared one of them, which is, you know, just time. You know, what is your priority? So can we talk a little bit about that? I mean, are are you giving up your priorities when you say you're going to be a working mom?
1: Well, you better be clear on what your priorities are when you make that decision, right? So any mom has to make those decisions um, in, in all kinds of things. So time management is definitely, I think, the hardest part about even homeschooling. And it's the hardest part about working and homeschooling. So you have to be really ruthless about your time. And you have to realize that you can't do everything. So you may have a season where you're going to really invest in homeschooling and you're going to work. But be realistic. Your house is going to be a mess (laughs) or you're not going to get out very much. You're not going to be able to be involved in a lot of extracurriculars for your kids or Whatever, you, you're going to have to give up something. So I think one of the, the things you do in the beginning is you come up with your non-negotiables. Maybe it's you're really a fanatic about cooking healthy meals from scratch. That's time intensive. And maybe that's non-negotiable for you. If that is, that's great, but you're going to have to let something else go. You're going to have to get that time back somewhere, whether it's, you know, giving up the hair and nail appointments or giving up uh, volunteering at church or, You know, there's got to be a give and take somewhere. So I think a lot of moms have unrealistic expectations and they just want to keep adding, adding, adding things to their plate. You can't do that. If you're going to add work, you're going to have to give up something else that was taking up that time. The second um, warning I would give moms who want to do this is simply to do things with excellence, Uh, After being in this sphere for a while, I've encountered a lot of moms who they want to make money, and that is their number one objective. Mm -hmm. But they don't seem to pair that with a goal of doing it with excellence and maintaining a good reputation. So they're kind of um, a little bit gullible, a little bit desperate, and they just put themselves out there to make a quick buck. And they don't always follow through with a lot of... um, high integrity and therefore they may make a quick buck but that person's not going to hire them again because they didn't do it with excellence and one of the main things is just communicate right if you're missing a deadline if you feel like your work wasn't up to par just talk to the person and say you know I've got this problem I need more time or I want to redo that for you and think if you will under promise and over deliver you will keep a steady stream of work at all times, but do not be that mom who says she's going to do some job for someone, accepts the money, does it half-heartedly, does it late, and then makes excuses like, oh well, the kid got sick. Oh well, my husband, uh, you know, broke his arm. You know, the, the fact is in work, those things don't matter. If you mm-hmm. promise that you're going to do something, you really have to deliver. So under promise and over-deliver. So I think when you're starting out, you need to under-commit versus over-commit. Start really small and nail it. Then move on to another project, a bigger project. And as you get your feet under you, keep adding on. Do not... Throw yourself out there, commit to a bunch of projects, and then do poorly. Because you really are gonna ruin your reputation, and, uh, you, you really hurt it for all of us homeschool working moms out there when you don't follow through on what you promise.
2: Wow, that is a mouthful. I love that, because, you know, what you're speaking directly to, Jimmy, is the homeschool mommy business that you just see That's lame. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just going to say there's, you know, someone starts a business and then you can never reach them on the website or... It's just yeah. lame. And you know, oh, uh, you're right. So Fletch.
0: I am a real, be- I am a real believer in that mom having a side hustle, whatever that is. If you teach piano lessons, you know, if you have a, a blog and a website and your affiliate marketing, if you are cleaning homes, if you are, you know, delivering meals, whatever it is you're doing, that's bringing in some extra income, um, an MLM, you know, or whatever that is, Jimmy, I think what you have said applies to all of that, um, across the board. And I think that's, Excellent, excellent advice. So talk to the mom who is at the beginning of this and saying, okay, I got it. I need to do this with excellence. I need to, um, I need to make sure my kids are also being homeschooled with excellence. So what, what would be her first step, um, in, in going that route? But you, know, you maybe say she's going to have some small little business on the side. Um, what, what's her first step in your eyes as that homeschooling working mom just starting out?
1: Well, obviously I'm not going to go into, you know, how do you find work because that would really vary depending on what, what kind of things you do. But I think that you do have to sit down with the family and discuss expectations and express to your kids that I'm going to have work time that I really can't be bothered unless literally someone's breathe, you know, bleeding. Right. You have to be really <laughs> clear about that. And there's nothing wrong with that with that I think is you have to say no to the guilt. There are a lot of women out there that feel really guilty because they tell their kids don't bother me for the next hour and a half. There's nothing to feel guilty about in that. You know, I, I was born in 1970, so my mom was definitely that mom was, get outside, I don't want to see you till it's dark. You know, and she was a great mom. I'm not, I'm not saying she was a bad mom, but, you know, she told us to go outside and don't bother us. I was, I was fine. You know, our moms had boundaries back then. Moms today don't have boundaries, and it's fine. To tell your kids, don't bother me for an hour and a half unless someone is literally bleeding. And don't feel guilty about that. Don't feel guilty about working. Because if you feel guilty, you're always going to have that conflict. And you're not going to be able to really focus on your work because the whole time you're thinking, oh, my kids are out there without me. It's fine for your kids to be out there without you. In fact, it's really good for them. So teach your kids how to you know, make a sandwich. Teach your kids how to do the next thing on their, uh, homeschool outline. Reward them for good behavior. Have consequences when they don't. Teach them bit by bit by bit. Again, it's not going to be an overnight thing. You're not going to say, kids, you're on your own. Now I'm a working mom. Okay. Obviously it's, got, it's a transition, right? You're going to have small age appropriate steps to teach the kids how to take care of themselves. So when you become a working mom, you really have to put more things on your spouse or your kids so that they can be independent without you. If you're the mom who the whole house centers around you and no decision can be made unless mom makes it and nothing can get done unless mom does it, you're going to burn out. You have to delegate. You have to allow kids to do things on their own, make mistakes sometimes, fold the towels wrong. You know, that's okay. And uh, another thing I would say is when we think about time management, also think about energy, right? And this is a, a shift that I learned a few years ago that has really helped me. We always talk about time management, but there's something to, that is about managing your energy, right? Because you know how sometimes it'll be six – you know, technically you got a few more hours before you're going to go to bed, but you're just wiped. You can't do anything else. Yeah. You can't think because you're out of energy. So it's not just about time. So do think about when is my energy it at its highest, and I want to make sure that I leave energy for my kids for homeschooling, and I want to make sure I have quality energy for my work. So thinking about not just time but energy, because if you're always pushing work to the end of the day when you're exhausted, you're mentally out of it, that's not going to be good for work, but the same token, you want to have energy for your kids as well. You don't always want to put off your kids until you're drained. Cause, you know, come on, we're going to, we're going to be on edge. We're going to fuss at them. They're going to be short tempers. It's not going to be good uh, for the family life either. So thinking about energy, and this is different for everybody. Some people like to get up early and work. Some people like to work at night. It just really depends. And again, I think it's seasons. There's no right or wrong. And what works for you this year may totally change next year. So you just have to be willing to be flexible. Be very introspective. Look at yourself, you know, what works for me, and then do that and talk to how they're feeling. Are they feeling neglected? Are they feeling like they need more of you? Or is your spouse feeling neglected? Just a lot of communication and a lot of honest expectations.
2: You know, uh, a couple things there. One, there's a real fine line with bleeding. I just want to say, I, I, I may not, <laughs> I, you may not always interrupt me for bleeding because some bleeding is acceptable when you're outside. You don't need to call dad on every one of them. So, <laughs> I mean, if there's, I say this, if there's an organ involved, I should probably be interrupted. But other than that, I just have, I think actually I have different, different standards than the working mom. Apparently your actual
0: hey, words were, you have to be like bleeding up a lung or something. Yeah, I want like a lung that. out of
2: your body before I will come and help you. No, that's horrible. Um, a couple of things there. Um, we we've done a whole episode on Mom Guilt. Yeah. And I think that yeah. was really good that you said there. Um, energy management. You know, the one person you left out of that equation I was listening was the dad. Because I know at the end of the day, I'm looking for my wife. Yeah. And she's looking for um no one. <laughs> <laughs> So it's this crazy equation when we get to bed at night. It's like, "Hey, I've missed you all day." She's like, "I haven't missed anybody. I'm this is my time." <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> um, and then uh, the one the one last thing I thought was, and, and we can talk about this more off off interview, Kendra. You still need to homeschool. Well, you know what? I think that that you said that just in passing, but a lot of people are like, "Well, this is now my new identity, and I like it more." Yeah, I like being whatever it is I'm working at more. Yeah. And so the homeschooling just goes to poop.
0: Okay. So Jimmy said something though about, um, letting certain things go or understanding what your priorities are. And I think as I have added work life, you know, to the whole mix of everything we're doing, that's entirely true. We, people always say to me, how do you do, how do you do everything you do? And I say, we eat a lot of frozen pizza and there's truth in that. And we don't I fold
2: socks anymore. I
0: don't fold socks. I tell you, you know, <laughs> right. and th- isn't that right, Jimmy? I mean, you're, you're picking yes. and choosing what is most important to you.
1: You have to. I have a helper, a a maid. I don't like to call her that. But she comes once a month and helps me clean the house, you know? Absolutely. And uh, I love it. It's the best $80 I spend. Um, She can do it fast. She does a great job. And it's such a relief to me. And so, yeah, because cleaning is really low on my priorities. So definitely – you have to let some things go.
2: Yeah. Now we have some moms that are out there doing this because of tragedy. Something happened. It can be anything from losing a spouse to, you know, to death to, you know, someone that's disabled to a spouse that, um, left them and they are forced now to do this. But there's also those families where the wife is choosing to or the husband is saying, Hey, you need to work to make the budget. Hey guys, let me speak to you for a second. You're going to let some stuff go. You cannot keep that high standard of, hey, how come our house isn't spotless? The kids don't look perfect. The food isn't, you know, uh, what's the name of that, um, company that like rates restaurants? You know, it's like the best food in town. <laughs> Michelin five yeah, star. we're not, we're Sorry, not eating pal. this way anymore. What, what is this? You know, I, I told you I don't like frozen food. Um, so guys, hey, you know what? You can't have everything you want. Um, None of us can, so I think we need to be really cognizant of that.
0: And if you have a spouse, you know, if there's a spouse in this equation, because we know, you know, Jimmy, you are in fact a single mom now, and we have plenty of listeners who are doing this on their own. But if there's somebody else who can, who those things are important to, then then by all means, let them fold the laundry the way they (laughs) want it (laughs) folded. Exactly. But I'm not being, you know, I'm not being a jerk about it. I'm just saying, like, if. If you're not, if you, the husband are not loving that it's frozen pizza, dude, make a salad, you know, like pitch in, in that regard to those things that are important to you.
2: Yeah. All right. So we are wrapping up the amount of time we had for this interview, but Kendra, there was one thing she said at the beginning, a homeschool marketer, like that's her expertise. We were joking about identity beforehand, you know, I'm the homeschool dentist. That's weird. That's a horrible identity. So what do you mean? What's, how is this a specialty for you? What is this? What are you doing right now?
1: Well, I started out just as a homeschool blogger. And then as time went on, I realized that there are a lot of companies out there that want to sell their products to homeschool families. And it's not just curriculum. It can be all kinds of learning aids or parenting tools, gadgets, all kinds of things. Um, and so they want to know how to reach homeschoolers, and I help them do that. A lot of times I educate them about the kind of words we use or the kind of preferences we have. You know, like here's an example that all homeschool parents will relate to. You know, homeschoolers, we don't really care or we might dislike Common Core. But if uh, a company's trying to sell to a teacher, uh, they're going to uh, talk about Common Core as if it's a good thing. So little things like that, teaching them, hey, you know, that doesn't really matter to us. You don't need to worry about that or, um, you know, put a part on your website that specifically says homeschoolers so homeschoolers feel welcome because a lot of times they don't feel welcome, mm-hmm. things like that. So helping companies communicate with homeschoolers effectively, know what homeschoolers want, and then, um, you know, helping them enact different uh, marketing, online marketing goals to, uh, to reach homeschoolers.
2: Awesome. Hey, if our listeners want to reach you, uh, online, social media, websites—how how would they do that?
1: You can find me at JimmyLandley.com. That's J-I-M-M-I-E-L-A-N-L-E-Y. That's my uh, main business site. Um, I'm in a lot of places. You can find me on Twitter at my name, also Jimmy Landley, is my handle.
2: Perfect. Uh, we're going to put you into our show notes, so if you're listening, you can just click right on your smartphone device, and those website links will be right there and you can interact with Jimmy if you want to. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. We've met you in real life, and now we see you in virtual life. This is great.
1: Thank you. It's been great to chat with you guys. I always love uh, knocking things back and forth with you too.
2: All right, folks, we hope you like that. Um, homeschool moms, um, if you're looking at getting some employment while you're homeschooling, Whatever that means for you. We hope that was encouraging. We hope we gave you some good insight. Uh, Jimmy's available online. You can ask her questions. You can talk to us by going to homeschoolingirl.com, or you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, email, everything. It's just a simple one-stop shop uh, for you. Um, I am going to go and try not to get shot by rubber bands. Good that's idea. my goal. Excellent. Because um, I think that's our new thing. I don't know why we give one to Mighty Joe. He, I'm did, going... he can't even put the rubber bands on the gun. Right. Which means it's something I have to do for him. Right. So, but their 86 year old grandfather is very happy I did this because this is like just a throwback to my childhood and he just couldn't be happy with boys and weaponry running around the yard and uh, me having to pick stuff up. So I'm going to go do that. Listeners, we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning into the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. We love you.
1: This is Jimmy Landley. You have been listening to The Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them wherever you download your podcast.
0: From Films, the studio that brought you miracles from heaven, comes 5,000 Blankets. A woman and her young son, Philip set out to find his missing father on the streets, sparking a movement that inspires a city. There are over 5,000 homeless souls in this city alone, so it is Philip's wish to reach each and every one of them with a comforting gesture. Inspired by a true story, 5,000 Blankets. In theaters for two nights only, December 12th and 13th. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13.
1: More information is available at 5,000blanketsmovie.com.